0: Welcome to the Success Fundamentals Podcast, where we will be interviewing people who have reached greatness in their respective fields and get an insider's view on what it takes to get to the top. Our aim is to uncover their deepest motivations, beliefs, and methods to achieving success so we can all gain wisdom from their experiences. Please welcome your hosts, Christopher Sykes and Brian Goldsack. Welcome to another edition of Success Fundamentals, where we give you the tools necessary to be successes in your own life by people who have already done it. I am your co-host, Chris Sykes. And
1: I am Brian Goldsack. And today we are joined by Garrett Sutton. Garrett is an attorney, best-selling author, and one of Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Advisors. Garrett has over 35 years of experience in assisting individuals and businesses to limit their liability, protect their assets, implement advantageous corporate structures, and advance their financial goals. Garrett is also an author. I personally have read one of Garrett's books, Rich Dad Advisors, Start Your Own Corporation. And in his books, he assists readers in demystifying legal topics and presenting them in a very understandable and accessible manner, which... Uh, I found his book extraordinarily useful in my own wealth pursuit. So, Garrett, welcome to the show. How are you today? Thanks, Brian. Good to be with you today. So, Garrett, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. You are in a very specific, and I don't know if I would describe it as niche market of law. Uh, I've looked all over the place for corporate attorneys or people that specialize in legal structures, and, and it's hard to come by. So what got you into this industry? What was the path that led you to, to this specific branch of law?
2: Well, you're right, Brian. I, I do have a very focused niche, which is uh, setting up and maintaining and structuring LLCs and corporations. And, uh, you know, when I was in law school, I always took to the class on corporations. That was just my favorite course. Uh, in all of law school. I didn't like criminal law. I didn't like family law. I like corporate law. So uh, I just kind of went towards that uh, in in that direction. And uh, I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area, went to Berkeley, and then went across the Bay to Hastings College of the Law, which is the University of California's law school in San Francisco, and uh, practiced corporate law after that. And eventually, moved up to Nevada. You can see the map in back of me here. Uh, Nevada's a great state for setting up corporations and LLCs along with Wyoming. And uh, I live in uh, and practice in Reno, Nevada. It's just been a great city to move to and raise a family in. And uh, it's interesting, uh, Brian and Chris, that my son is in his third year, going into his third year at the University of Wyoming Law School Uh, Wyoming is a great state for corporations and LLCs as well. And he's going to come in and take over the practice. So uh, we're going to keep this thing going. Congratulations.
1: Congratulations. Thanks. So, Garrett, you said that when you were in law school, you began to take a keen interest specifically in corporate law. Diving in a little bit deeper to that. What do you think it was about that specific niche that was so alluring to you?
2: Well, it's it's kind of interesting. I think it started at the dining room table. My dad was a judge in Oakland, California. And, you know, back in that day, not many people had corporations. They were all sole proprietors, right? Mm -hmm. And you just got into business on your own. You were a sole proprietor and you had no asset protection, And, you know, my dad would talk at the dinner table about how these people who had been in his courtroom could have easily protected their assets if they'd used a corporation. And, you know, it was saddening for him that these people didn't take advantage of these simple strategies. So it's something I kind of learned at an early age. And uh, it's still true. If you operate as a sole proprietor, Um, it's, It's really you out there. If you're a plumber, you're a sole proprietor and something goes bad at a job, not only can they reach all the assets of the plumbing business, but they can reach the personal assets, the equity in your house, your personal bank account. So it's still true to this day that if you don't use these simple legal strategies of setting up a corporation or an LLC, you can lose everything.
0: Garrett, I have a question. Because you're renowned, you're this revered lawyer in, in this space. You found it. You found a niche early. You found corporate law that you love, um, or you found very interesting to you. And then it kind of stamped it when you you, you say your dad was a judge in Oakland, and he came home and said, "If these people would just did X, they could have saved everything." So you find you 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 find your path. What because it's a lot of corporate lawyers out there, but you're you you're the lawyer for famous people. So walk us through that journey in terms of how what made you the best at what you do and the in this process that you took to become the best in your in your field.
2: Well, it, it just kind of happened naturally. I mean, you know, you're interested in a topic and it's not work to learn about it, right? I mean, you just have this interest mm. in it. And so, you know, when I'm reading about corporate law and writing about corporate law, it's, it's not a burden. It's not something I see as work. So, you know, if you can find that thing that you enjoy, uh, go for it. Hopefully it makes money. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, it, it, for me, it just, it's just, I'm very fortunate that I I fell into this area and an area I enjoy working in. Uh, So, I don't know how else to describe it, Chris. I guess I got lucky in that regard that I went to law school. I was able to find an area of the law that I really enjoyed uh, because, you know, a lot of lawyers and I'm I'm sure you've seen it in your travels. Mm -hmm. A lot of lawyers are, quite frankly, miserable. I mean, it is a hard profession Um, and the the amount of alcoholism and drug use and depression Uh, And lawyers are less civil to each other these days. Uh, I think that's part of a larger problem in society. But, you know, it's tough being a lawyer now. And I would not want to be in the trenches uh, fighting the way some other attorneys do. I, I have a very calm practice, which I really enjoy having found that niche where I can practice law and help people. Help people protect themselves instead of, you know, being involved in a situation where people are, uh, you know, at wit's end. They're distraught. Uh, they're emotionally drained because they're they've gotten involved in the legal system. So, uh, for me, corporate law has just been a, a very great spot to operate from. So, Garrett, I have so a. a
0: Give me one second, Brian, but what he just said is is interesting to me. So as entrepreneurs first starting out, when it comes to structuring themselves, how important is it to pick the right entity to form, to best protect them against things?
2: You know, Chris, it's really important. Uh, You know, if you set up uh, a a C corporation, for example, to hold real estate, uh, you're going to have you're going to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars more in taxes because of the double tax of a C corp instead of having the single tax of an LLC. So you know it is really important to set up the right entity at the start, and that's what I talk about in the books. Uh, you know, unfortunately, Chris, they don't teach this in school. I mean, mm-hmm. this should be a topic, law should be a topic in 10th or 11th grade. You know, kids should learn about corporations, trademarks, how to go to small claims court. You know, I, I wish they taught this stuff in the schools, but they don't. So you have to get this information on your own and you can read the books and all, but you, you, know, you also can uh, utilize a good attorney, that knows all of these entities and is gonna save you a lot of time and in later years, uh, tax payments by putting you into the right entity. So to answer your original question, Chris, it is very important at the start to
1: select the right entity. So on that same train of thought, there is, and you were making this distinction a bit before Garrett, there is law, as a practice, but then there's also the business of law, which is an entirely separate entity in and of itself. So you, although you are an attorney, are also an entrepreneur in your own regard. So what made you not wanna work for, let's say a big firm out of LA or New York City and instead venture out on your own? Uh, And what advice would you give to, let's say, somebody that was practicing law that might wanna take the same path?
2: Well, practicing in the big firms, uh, you know, some people thrive in that situation. Uh, I did practice in big firms and it just didn't like it. Um, you know, there's a lot of politics and uh, it, it for me, it was not a, an attractive place to be. Uh, there is an entrepreneurial element to the law uh, and some attorneys appreciate that and others you know, don't wanna be entrepreneurs. They're better off in a big firm with structure and, and a, an understanding of what their place is. For me, that was not the path that I wanted to take. I, I prefer to, I, let's be honest. I mean, I, I, I prefer to be my own boss and make my own decisions. I don't want a committee of 20 other people telling me what to do. That's just, you know, it's just how I am. So, uh, but, you know, within the law, if, you, if your listeners, uh, Chris and Brian, are, are interested in law, uh, there are plenty of opportunities. Uh, all sorts of opportunities exist within the law. Uh, and you just and also it, it, it's it's a good background. It's like being an Eagle Scout. You know, it's a good background for other business activities to have that law background. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, I would suggest if your listeners are interested in law, just understand that there's a wide variety of things you can do uh, within the law. You can you can help improve the environment. You can help people who are indigent. There, there are plenty of things you can do, but just make sure you get into something that you're going to enjoy.
0: Gary, um... That's great advice for one, because, you know, a lot of people go out their professions because it pays X amount and then they get they get into that profession and they're miserable. Right. And and some people, as you know, get stuck in the rat race and it's like, you know, I'm I'm only here because of the money, but I hate my life because of it. So that's that's fantastic advice. What I want to ask you, Garrett, this show kind of digs deep in terms of what makes people like you tick, right? We have a lot of, there's a lot of entrepreneurs. There are entrepreneurs out there, but then you've, you've, you've been doing this well for a very long time. I think you've mentioned the first component, you like what you do, but what makes you, what, if somebody is trying to build a law empire and what, what, what are some of the fundamentals of success or, funda- or f- f- fundamental thoughts that they need to have in order to go out and do that
2: To build their own solo practice or to build a big firm I mean there, there's kind of different strategies for each one um, you know but but for each one Chris you know small or large you know you, you just you have to get your name out there you have to be able to get out there. Uh, and let people know that you have expertise in a certain area. And, of course, you better have the expertise in that certain area. You know, so when you're starting out, you know, when I got out of law school and I passed passed the bar exam, I mean, let's be honest, I didn't know which end was up, right? I mean, you have to get out there and practice. And it does help to work for a firm, be it a big firm or a small firm, to, to really learn the law. Uh, and to learn the practice of the law. Because when you get out of law school, you're not prepared for that. And it it does take a couple years to to figure out which end is up. Uh, But to the original point, I I think you need to, uh, you can't be a generalist anymore. You have to specialize in something and you have to be good within that niche. And perhaps, you know, nowadays, the best business card is to write a book, you know? I mean, writing a book about your area of practice and specialty is is something worth considering. You know, if you're a new lawyer, you spend a couple of years getting your getting grounded, decide what you like and what you're going to do, and then consider writing a book about that topic mm-hmm. because that is the best business card there is.
0: It's really interesting. Hmm. So what do you think
1: about what kind of book I write.
0: <laughs> no 100% and and why why do you say the uh, writing a book is the best business card in in, in in what regard
2: well that's a good question because there's so many people out there that are going to be practicing whatever field you're in right and so you need to be able to distinguish yourself uh, above the others. And a book mm-hmm. can help do that. Now, maybe you don't need a book. Maybe you're so good and you have so many clients because you are so good that you don't need a book. I'm not saying it's true in every single circumstance, uh, but uh, writing a book, uh, contributing articles to professional magazines, um, you know, marketing yourself and your skill set uh, is is a good strategy because you know law, like any other uh, profession nowadays, is extremely competitive.
0: You know what, Garrett? I'm I'm glad you said that because I wanna I wanna ask you this question too. And this this may be a trade secret, so you know, feel free to keep this to yourself. So, you know, there's in all professions, there like for barbers, you have barbers who only cut celebrities' hair. You have wealth managers who who only manage um celebrities wealth you have lawyers who only you know they their whole practice is about being a lawyer to famous people how do you go about getting in front of people like that when it may seem like they already have x y and z because you've you've been able to do it in in your own world how did that path grow and how did you how were you introduced to, to these people
2: Well, first of all, the question is, do you want to work for celebrities? (laughs) That's a big question. (laughs) They present their own issues. Um, You know, I became very fortunate, Chris, to become associated with Robert Kiyosaki uh, and the Rich Dad Advisor team. Uh, You know, they needed a Nevada attorney and, uh, you know, it it just worked out. Part of it, uh, Chris, is because I played rugby and Robert Kiyosaki loves rugby, played rugby. So that was a connection that that certainly helped me. Uh, but, you know, those sort of things uh, in your past uh, are going to help you out. You know, the, the fact that you volunteered, the fact that you've done certain things outside the practice of law uh, can be useful in those kinds of uh, ways. Now, to the way to attract such people, I think you just have to be good at what you do. And the, the wealthy people, the celebrities, if you want them. Uh, we'll find you.
0: (laughs) I like that.
1: So, Robert, we've been asking two questions that we leave intentionally vague on uh, some of our more recent episodes. Uh, The first question is, what are your overall perceptions surrounding one, money, and two, power?
2: Okay, I'm writing these down. Money and power. Okay, well... For me, if you provide a good service, if you care about your clients, the money will come. So we don't think about money at the start. We know that money is a derivative of good service. All right. So, you know, you don't get in this to, for the money. I don't think about the money. I think about having a team of people. And, and really, we are a team here at Corporate Direct. We have a team of people that will take care of the clients and the money will come. All right. Uh, Power. I don't know. I'm just, I'm not keen on this whole idea of power. You know, I'm not running for political office. I'm not, you know, I'm just trying to help people. And so within my world, uh, you know, the, the, raw naked power is just not an issue for me it's not something i seek it's not something i want
0: so garrett this show is called success fund fundamental so i'm going to ask you two questions as well first what is your general what is your personal definition of success and then two um on a more general level what do people need to possess to become their own successes?
2: Well, you know, success for me is satisfaction. You know, I mean, I don't go home dreading what I did during the day. I get up in the morning and and in the morning is when I write. So I I get up at 4.30, I've got a cup of coffee and I'm looking forward to writing. So for Hmm. me, success is just that satisfaction of enjoying what I do. And at some point, you know, I can't keep doing it, but my son's going to take over. So, you know, that that will be satisfying as well. And then, Chris, what was your second question?
0: What are some of the basic traits or fundamentals people need to have or they need to have in mind? Because, as you know, you in- You just don't wish to be successful. You have to put some work in. You have to put some time in, especially if you want to be the best in your field. So someone, regardless of their profession, says, I want to be the best at X. What would the advice would you give them?
2: My advice would be always tell the truth. You know, If, if you tell the truth, people, your clients will know that you are an honest person, that you care for them more than yourself. As an attorney, I have a fiduciary duty to the client. So I have to care more about the client than I do about my money or success or anything else. So, you know, having that fiduciary duty that they drilled into us during law school, that the client comes first, your, your duty is to the client. And then as part of that, if you are always honest and telling the truth, uh, first of all, people will appreciate your integrity. Second of all, you don't have to worry about what you ever said. You don't have to think about, God, what did I say? Did I, did I say this or that? You know, you, if you tell the truth, you're free, right? You, you never have to worry about covering up what you did or didn't say, just tell the truth. And I've got to say in our society, I just see too many people who think that the truth doesn't matter and it does. And I, I drill this into my kids. You know, you need to, if you're going to operate as a professional or in any phase of business, you need to have integrity and you need to tell the truth. And I think part of it is at the top, we see, you know, both sides, people do not tell the truth and it trickles down and people think, oh, I can get away with not telling the truth. Well, our society doesn't operate that way. Everybody at our level needs to tell the truth.
1: So, Garrett, um, as, as we discussed earlier in the episode, you have a series of books that you have written and you said you write every morning. So, number one, can you tell us about some of your uh, previous books that you've already written and are you currently working on anything now that we might be interested in?
2: Well, I did start your own corporation. This is the first book I did, uh, in the rich dad advisor series. So this has been out there for 20 years Mm. and over the years we've, uh, it's in, uh, the audio version. Um, so people listen to it in their cars and all you have to put up with my voice, but that's all right. Um, and then we, we put it in the Spanish edition for people who, you know, are more comfortable with Spanish language. This is, if you're, you know, if you're from Mexico, this is U S law, this is not Mexican law. So uh, this is for people in the country that want to learn U S law, but it's written in Spanish. And then another book that sells pretty well for me guys is loopholes of real estate. And this is mm-hmm. about, Uh, tax and legal strategies for investing in real estate. And uh, so those two, uh, Start Your Own Corporation and Loopholes of Real Estate, uh, Are I've written 10 books, but these are the two of the most popular. Now, I am working on another book uh, right now that'll come out, oh, next spring, I guess, um, called Bullseye and Business. And it's about piercing the corporate veil. You have to set up a corporation at the start, and then to keep and stay protected, you have to follow corporate formalities. You have to pay the state every year. You have to do the minutes every year. So this book talks about what happens when an LLC or a corporation fails and they pierce through the entity and reach at your personal assets. And so uh, that is something that every business owner needs to to know about. Because in 50% of all cases, they pierce the veil. They go through the corporation and reach your personal assets. That's too high of a percentage. So people need to learn how to protect themselves.
1: Okay. And the second question is, let's say um, they would desire to have you handle this. How do people get a hold of you or find you? Uh, to get your assistance and guidance?
2: Yeah, we offer a free 15-minute consultation with an incorporating specialist. Uh, so you can call the office and set up a time to talk uh, for 15 minutes uh, with one of our uh, people. It's the, the phone number is 800-600-1760. Uh, and you can also go to corporatedirect.com and schedule a consult there corporatedirect.com and we charge a very affordable price to set up the entity and then to maintain it so we are open for business and uh, we'd love to uh, hear from some of your listeners, uh, Chris and Brian if they're interested, uh, they can call the the number or go to corporatedirect.com and set up a time and see if we can help them.
0: Gary I'm impressed by you. Here's why. Because the, thing, the the constant theme on this show has been success, but then people who we've talked to from a successful standpoint had a passion and a love for what they did. So the commonality that I'm seeing is that these successful people that we've talked to pretty much love what they do. They don't view it as work. Of course, there's some things about what you love to do that you don't like to do like me for me is admin i hate admin work but is but that's that's a commonality i'm seeing the second thing is you have this growth mindset as successful as you are the people you represent robert kiyosaki everybody knows who he is you're his lawyer you still you you still are talking about we can help you still. You're not saying, oh, well, you know, I'm comfortable. And of course your son is about to take over the practice, but you're still out here writing books. You're still, and and it seems like everything you're doing is helping people. So actually that's, that, that's, that's three things. We see people who are successful, love what they do. And they have this natural, um, this natural knack to help people. And I think that's what you're doing and your space just so happens to be the law. So I, I, we're Brian and I has started this journey to learn what makes people like like you tick, and I'm for, I know about, I don't know about Brian, but for me, I'm starting to see the mindset. I'm starting to see these these key components of what <laughs> make everybody you know successful. So I agree. I tip my hat. Well, to. And,
2: and and this is a great podcast. I mean, you know, again, they're not teaching this in school, guys. So it, it's great that the two of you are presenting this information and learning from other people along with your listeners. Um, so good
1: luck with it.
0: Absolutely. So,
1: So as we always final question of the day, before we wrap up, Garrett, what in your eyes is the bottom line on success?
2: I don't know. I think what Chris said summed it up. You know, it's just, you know, the passion, the interest in helping people, the, the fact that you like what you're doing. Um, I would agree with what Chris just said.
0: Beautiful. Thank you. Love All it. All right, Chris. Garrett, thank you so much for um, taking time out of your busy day to talk with us today. I'm pretty sure everyone who listens to this show is not only going to buy your book, but have they have some key components to go out and be successes in their own right. Thank you again for your time, and we will see you all next week. Thanks for listening to the Success Fundamentals podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review.